Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, October 8th, 2018. I hope that you all had a great, great weekend. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you all that are returning, thank you as well. It means the world to me to have your support to our donors and our patrons. Thank you so much. Before we get this episode started, I want to let you know that it is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian street that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. With Fibersoul, you've got apparel that speaks life. And right now, you can get 15% off of your first order using code TAYLOR15 at Fibersoul.com. Make sure you do so. All right, guys. So listen, today is a very special episode. It is a very special day because I have been blessed to have my lovely, beautiful, amazing wife gracing this episode with me. Yes, that is right. Delina Taylor is on this episode of the Between the Dream podcast. My love... I know you might be introverted, but say hello to the people. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super excited to have Delina on this episode today. This has been a long time coming. I know people have been hitting me up too, like, oh, when are you going to have your wife? Well, guess what? She's here now, and it couldn't have come at a better time. So for those of you all that are not aware, the month of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so Delina and I have been having some very good and interesting conversations focused around domestic violence, um, around physical abuse. Abuse, verbal abuse and just even some past experiences and maybe even some past traumas from our own personal relationships and I felt what better way to really bring it in a lot of people see us now and they see these great pictures they see us having fun they see us enjoying life and all of those things are so genuine so authentic and so true but a lot of times people don't understand like the build-up and the experiences that led us up to that point and I felt like it would be good to really just kind of come into this space today to talk about it. And this kind of got triggered from a Instagram story that I had done, done, excuse me, uh, earlier last week, just talking about being able to identify maybe the areas, relationships, family upbringing, romantic relationships, or friendships that might have a lot of experiences with the different types of um, violence or aggressions or rage and anger that can lead to domestic violence as well. And it was such a great outpouring from the people that I felt like it'd be good to, to, to not only address this, but to really bring some perspective and light to it from people like you who might be listening and maybe you are a survivor of this type of relationship or maybe an abusive family upbringing or whatever the case might be. What, whatever it is, we want to be able to talk to you all about it and like I said, and beyond just seeing the pictures, seeing the people and the process that led us to where we are now in this great space of love and where we are. And I feel like I'm talking too much. So we're going to go ahead and get this started so you can hear this lovely voice that I get to hear every day. Oh gosh. <laughs> so in talking about... Um, just the experience. Like I said, a lot of people do tend to see us and they see us post our Sunday pictures every week. Mm -hmm. They see me post my woman crush Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't always like that for you. No. Relationship wise. No. So why don't you give us a little background? Um, I think the thing that's probably is the most memorable that I had to grow from and move past was my first relationship um, that I was in for about two years. Um, it was unhealthy all the way around. Um, gosh, the most I can think of is just that he started being first verbally abusive. And then when it 
came to the end point, he got physically abusive. And not that, like, just putting everything on him. I think we both weren't good for each other. We both put a lot of pressure and expectations on each other. And that's not to justify anything that he ended up doing to me. But I stayed when I knew I should have left. I was fearful. And I was disrespectful. I mean, verbally to him. We kind of just went tick for tat. And it wasn't okay. And it wasn't right. And learning from that is just, one, what I won't tolerate. What I won't put up with just for the sake of... You know, I've seen other people do it and they've made relationships work and, you know, I can do it too. Um, And being able to recognize that I need to move on and it's better that I'm without him and he's best without me and not try to hold on to something that's just completely unhealthy all the way around and miserable at the same time. And um, I've also had experience of like just emotional abuse um, where, you know, people just make you a punching bag with their words or with their own emotions and want you to bear it all so I've had to learn how to kind of cope with that and grow out of it and past it and not have bitterness Hmm. um but also like look at that person from a place of they're in pain and they're hurting they, they don't know how to get out of it and for not allowing that to shape our relationship but knowing how to like put myself in a position to set healthy boundaries so they aren't leaning on me to take the grunt of it. Like, they got to be able to figure it out, and I got to also protect my mental and emotional health as well. That's good. That's good. So you actually answered my first question already um, in talking about this. I was going to say, what did you learn from the experience of being... Um, and let's 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 actually backtrack to you talking about the first romantic relationship and dealing with that abuse. Uh-huh. What what were some specifics that you learned from that experience as it pertains to um, you growing as a woman from there? And, and how did it impact other relationships for you? I guess just not even leading up to us, but just in general, because I know like it's not easy to come back from that and think like, oh, the next relationship is going to be so much better. Like it does leave a stain and it can tarnish us. So like what was that experience like for you? I think in that I was mostly like trying to be everything that he wanted me to be and be enough. And even that wasn't enough. And kind of just letting go of the fact that I don't need to change who I am just to think that he'll stay around or that he'll you know be better in our relationship like if he is so willing and able to be disrespectful and demean me with words and then end up getting to the point of being physical then nothing I can do no matter how good I was to him or how much I try to take care of him and just like be a good woman to him it didn't matter it Mm -hmm. just I wasn't the right woman for him and regardless if that was me or anybody else like he had issues that he needs to work on and I had my own issues to work on um because you know I cussed him out I yelled at him we weren't we weren't respectful of one another um and that's not a healthy space so yeah not at all so when when it came to you moving forward into other relationships then like after having that happen did you kind of go in trying to like overcompensate in other relationships or did you find yourself in a position to where maybe you kind of had this guard up of like not trusting the next person like what was that I don't think I ever had a thing of not trusting another person or 
anticipating that they would do the same things when it came to being like verbally or physically abusive and I think sometimes verbally people just accept that and they they're okay with it and they shrug it off or they laugh it off or they like are the same they go tit for tat and I just I really honestly don't think that's appropriate or okay or healthy um but I I always tend to still overcompensate and try and do more than I should or more for the sake of proving my worth when I don't have to do that and I know that now yeah that's true that's true. That's good. And I, I, I like what you said. Um, so I'm curious and I don't want I don't want this to be like interview style. I just <laughs> want to be like real with you because I mean, I know all of this, you know, I've talked to Delina about it. I mean, when she first told me about dealing with, you know, physical abuse and just how this situation played out and how everything went down, I was mad for her and years had passed. And I was just like, no, not the woman I love. Um, but I think, you know, even in talking to her about, you know, my past relationship and dealing with physical abuse in that space and verbal abuse as well. And, you know, one of the things that I think is so important is that you can have people who struggle like that and go through those experiences or similar experiences. Um, Some people would, you know, identify them as like familiar spirits or whatever, and Mm -hmm. they can end up getting together in a relationship and be dependent on each other because of those types of experience, but it could still not be healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, so one of the things that I think is so important is a true healing from those, those instances in order for you to have a thriving relationship, you know, and a thriving marriage as well. Um, And speaking of which, I guess the, the question I wanted to ask you, just from your opinion, how has everything that you've gone through, from that space and that relationship and dealing with that. And even you, you admit it, you know, granted, and it, it doesn't necessarily justify at all, you know, your ex's actions when it came to the verbal or the physicality, but you, you talked about how you noticed things within yourself as mm-hmm. well, like toxic ways and stuff. Yeah. How has that shaped you and your approach to our marriage? Um, It shaped me to be patient. And it's like what I seen that didn't work is not something that I'm going to continue to repeat thinking it will work in a different area like um and not to allow emotions to overtake me in a in a situation that's going to completely diminish who you are or disrespect you Mm -hmm. um you don't deserve certain things I don't deserve certain things but it's like I have a level of honor and respect and understanding now after maturing and growing up that If I'm going to be able to, in marriage too, it's like the Lord has entrusted me, entrusted you and me together. So it's kind of like, I'm doing everything as unto the Lord. So I don't want to disgrace him by harming his child. So it's like, I want to. Me. Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, you. <laughs> so I want to be like, okay, God, I have to remind myself that I got to see you the way he sees you and love you the way he loves you. And even when I don't want to, it's like I got to not be self selfish and check myself at those times and be like, okay, you know, what is the right way to handle things? Mm-hmm. That's healthy that's for both of us, you know? It is. I mean, that's I, I practice the same thing. Um, I think, too, just never wanting to take anything out on you I think and that's one of the things I think couples tend to forget in relationships a lot of the time is the fact that they bring a lot of the world's problems like their outside issues stuff from work stuff Mm -hmm. from life and everything and when they do it's easy to bring that back home 
and forgetting that home is your your place of peace. And Delina does a great job of trying to make sure that the home is always peaceful for me. And I, I always want to make sure that she has that in return. So it is a give and take for us to make sure that when the world is beating each other up, that we're not beating each other up when we get home as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that from a physical standpoint, God, not at all. I'm literally talking about from just our daily frustrations and how we respond to one another, the amount of patience and grace that we show one another. Those things are so important. And it's very easy when we are so caught up in ourselves to um, forget what the other person is going through mm-hmm. um, and and being so caught up in our own selfish ways that we think that we are at the forefront. And I think a lot of times people don't realize that when you talk about effective marriages or effective relationships, one of the very and, and most common but critical things you'll find is this selflessness that comes with it, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we get in a place where it's like, what about me, Lord? Like, what about me? I need my needs met. But I've constant, constantly am learning that if I take my eyes off of myself and I make sure that I'm tending to the needs of those around me and to my husband, that God's going to take care of whatever I need and I will have to just trust him with that and do the best to do my part in what he's asking me to do. It's a great responsibility, but it's also an honor to be in the position that you are with your significant other um, because you know that you have been equipped to do that. And even if at times you don't feel like you are equipped, um, there is so much wisdom and knowledge out there on how to do it. Yeah, it is. So let me ask you this question um, because you hear people say this a lot, um, talking about love hurts. In your opinion, is love supposed to hurt? To an extent, yes, because what Jesus did on the cross, that was love and it was painful, but it just, love is supposed to hurt because in a sense of it's self-sacrificing, it's putting your flesh to death, it's putting yourself last and that can hurt to put someone else above you, but it's for your good because it's transforming you into a better person. Now, it's not supposed to hurt in the sense of vindictive manipulative um on purpose and i'm gonna crush you down and diminish you hurt no not in that aspect y'all see how deep my wife is she (laughs) just took us straight to the bible i'm look i asked this woman is love supposed to hurt she went straight to the cross listen no and i get that analytical mind will go all and i get that and that's, that's very true but i think from a very simplistic standpoint is love supposed to hurt a lot of times we see and let me let me preface the question. We see a lot of dysfunction in relationships that some people have gotten so used to dysfunction that they think it's normal. Yeah. And they think that that type of pain that comes from words, um, actions, abuse physically, verbally, uh, manipulation. Is that supposed to be the normal? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's not supposed to be the norm. So until in that, in that regard, love is not supposed, that's not love. It's not love, but unfortunately there's so much that we see day to day, whether it's through music, movies, TV, that makes it normalized. And Mm -hmm. then we look at that and we go out there and say, hashtag relationship goes right. We go out there and say, Oh, it looks like it works for them on TV and it'll work for me. It's supposed to be for entertainment, which is terrible entertainment, but it doesn't work. Right. (laughs) And it doesn't. And I think that's the one thing that we miss a lot of times is the fact that 
we see the stuff and, yeah and and it's created this ideology for us that this is what we need to go after and attain and that's not the reality and i i think that's important to state because you don't want people to fall into this this mindset that this is what they're going to be seeking and thinking that there's going to be a different type of reward at the end for that specific type of investment. Mm -hmm. Like you are not going to find yourself in a fruitful, flourishing or productive relationship by sowing in the seeds that you see from reality TV, by trying to seek out the relationship that you see in the media with these celebrities or these people with big platforms and followings or whomever you might see like we have gotten into a space in this culture where we've been so used to dysfunction that we think that it's normal and we call it love and we call it relationship goals and we use this term so loosely of love hurts and the reality is is that love done right is not supposed to bring that kind of pain because that kind of pain is not love that kind of pain speaks to hurt people hurting people yeah and i mean for me I didn't always have a great example of marriages gone right. I've seen a lot of marriages gone wrong mm -hmm. or super rocky and super messy. And that for me was just a thing of, I know what I don't want to bring into my marriage because it's not working. So there's no place for it in our life. You right. Know? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Anything you want to ask me? I brought you on as a guest, and now um, I'm up here asking you want to interview <laughs> the host. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, okay, I, I do have a few more questions, okay. and these are, like, totally off from cool. the script. But when it comes to you and our marriage, mm -hmm. what are what are some of the things that you most look forward to on a day-to-day? -day? I always look forward to starting the day with you. And, I mean... He's an early bird, super early bird, and I'm not, <laughs> so I don't necessarily get to do the things that I ideally as a wife would like to do, like make him <laughs> breakfast or anything like that, but I love getting to start the day with him and kind of, I'm a, I'm a struggle sleeper or struggle waker upper. <laughs> <laughs> struggle waker, that's our new word. Delina is a struggle waker upper. It's real. <laughs> um, but I love getting to start the day with you and end the day with you, um, and I just really look forward to... Just being able to do new adventures together, yeah. experience new things, because I'm a thrill seeker, and you're super creative, and I love just having those kind of experiences together where we come out of our shell in different ways and try new things and laugh and enjoy it. Yeah, that's great. And I know that everybody has their own, like, different idea of what love is um and what love looks like but i do think that there are some commonalities when it comes to love that everybody can take from and heed to or listen to and take and pay attention to if you could give the listeners any kind of advice on what they should look for when it comes to love and what love should look like in a relationship with a person um, like I said, everybody has a different opinion, but mm -hmm. there are usually some commonalities when we look at very successful relationships in marriage. What would be the advice that you would give? Learn how to love yourself first and learn to receive and accept the love from God and knowing his character. You would see his character in other people and patience and grace 
because we're all growing and learning and maturing. So give as much grace and patience and forgiveness to others as much as much as you would want in return. That's good. That's good. I agree. I totally agree. Well, my dear, mm-hmm. I've asked you everything that I need to ask you. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. I'm lying. Oh, boy. I'm lying. I did have one more question on the bottom of this. <laughs> so in that, in that whole, everybody has a different idea, right? I did put this down. This really wasn't, I wasn't going to ask it at first, but I think it is important, right? Because we did start this conversation off talking about domestic violence, awareness. And I do want to be able to give some kind of help because maybe we have listeners on here Mm -hmm. who have gone through it and still trying to recover or maybe Mm -hmm. currently in that space. And if you are, I want you all to know that there is help for you. But I think very simply put, um, what advice would you give in this area to those who might be victims and they might be either aware or unaware that they're victims in a space of a domestic type of relationship, right? And and maybe it stems from family. Maybe it is in a space of family. Maybe it's not romantically, but just what advice would you give? If you are having a hard time identifying what the abuse is, look it up. Try and really figure out what it is that and what you're feeling. Be able to feel those and acknowledge those. They're valid. Um, And if you're putting up with something and it's unsafe and unhealthy, it's okay to leave. Uh, I, at at that point in time, didn't leave until it got really bad. And that could have cost my life. So leave and get to a safe place and seek help because there's a lot of us out there that are for you and here to help you and understand. So you're not alone. One of the things that victims tend to do a lot of times is... um isolate yeah they isolate when they find themselves in these type of predicaments and because of that isolation it's very easy to start feeling like you don't have a community of people around you or that you don't have mm-hmm. a safe haven and the reality is, is that many of us do um, but because of the fact that we've been isolated uh, for whatever reason um, we we opt not to reach out but I, I want us to be able to break that and also too, not blaming yourself when it comes I remember that was one of the things I did a lot of it was like oh had I done this better had I said this better maybe she wouldn't have snapped off this time maybe she wouldn't have hit me if I had you know approached it differently or whatever the case might be and that's just I mean we make all of these excuses for the people doing this stuff and not realizing that at the end of the day they are adults they have control over themselves and it is not your job to get them to not manipulate you or abuse you or hurt you or whatever the case might be so you've got to be able to to realize that isolation can actually be your biggest downfall and demise yeah and don't forget there is an enemy out there that wants to break you down as much as he can and that's where you get to stand up as a warrior and say you aren't you aren't having control over my life. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree. Well, listen, guys, we thank you so much for tuning in. As you all know, you can follow me on Instagram, Jr. You can follow my beautiful wife, Delina. What is it? At d.m.taylor yeah. on Instagram. And you can follow our joint page as well. It's at Extra Introverted Life extra introverted life make sure you do so you can hit me up if you got questions on my website richardtaylorjr.com there you'll find my books and merch as well um man and if you all would love to hear more of us together 
Definitely leave a comment. Let us know so many topics that we want to discuss, so many things that I know we can discuss. And I'm like, man, we should really start turning our everyday conversations into these podcasts because I think they would be great. And I know a lot of people said that they take a lot from us. And once you understand that it's more to us than just these cute pictures that we take on a weekly basis. I'm pretty simple and boring. Yeah, you're not boring. (laughs) Stop it. She's amazing. Anyways, guys, listen, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You are simply between the dreams. Remember that love is a thing of beauty. And because of the fact that we've been in dysfunction, it's very easy to confuse and have a misconception of what love is. But we'll tell you this. When you find yourself in the right space of love, you will know it because there won't be any confusion. That's one of the beauties of love is that confusion can't rest in the same space with it. And so our prayer for you all is that you get to a point where there is peace, joy, and a, a lack of confusion in that space. We'll definitely be back to talk more about this. Until next time, guys, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Have a great week. Peace.